I think we can all agree this has not been an easy year. Oh, it started well enough. We reported on new business startups such as Google Beats on the High Street back in January, and then the six-month anniversary of Portobello Library. Happy to say that both are thriving, despite everything that's taking place. And that sense of positivity was also reflected in the community drive to save the town hall. This is how Jennifer Elliott of Action Porty described their hopes for the future. Yep, we've seen the reports and over the next three years it is looking at about a million pounds, which is a bonkers amount for a community group and it's a bonkers amount for Action Porty to consider. So we're not saying we're going to fix that. We're saying we'll take the community requirements forward. We will use the expertise of the people in the group to run buildings, to apply for grants, to work with other groups, to see how that might be fixed. But if the funds can't be found, I guess the town hall doesn't open. But we want to make sure that there's people working hard, channeling energies to make that happen. We have a suspicion as well that the full million pound is not all necessary straight away. In fact, it's staggered over three years in the report. So can we look at it? Can we do it in different ways? What would be needed to actually open the building? Maybe in the way that Belfield is run, that we opened it, because you've got to keep the building alive and heated and, and active. And at the moment, the town hall's looking sad, very sad. And if it goes through a winter with no heating or minimal heating on, a building quickly gets worse. So we have to stop that, that side of things. But can we get it open and use the space we have to develop a five-year plan, to develop a 25-year mm. plan and to have a, an all-singing, all-dancing facility? But right now, how do you get it up and usable? But then COVID happened. Life suddenly moved online. Even for those whose jobs usually depended on personal contact like Glenn Innes of Portobello Baptist Church and councillor Callum Laidlaw. We did a very different kind of Sunday service, but we did a service of worship. And it, it was, I, I must say, it was better than I expected it to be. I had a pretty low bar, but actually it was, it was good. So were you actually able to interact with each other? Yeah, we were. So it has its limitations. With that many people on the call, if everyone speaks at once, it's a big rammy. But we had a, you know, the actual service part of that. We had a, a laid out structure of the service. And so we had various different people taking part. It went well. We held a meeting using Skype last week with the elected members and officials. And, and bar a few technical glitches to get it off the ground, it worked very well. And that was an official council committee meeting. It was minuted. And there is the, the potential to use technology, certainly for, for the short term. I'm also on the licensing board. The licensing board was going to meet this week. It was decided that because of the, the situation, also the, the fact, obviously, that licensed premises have largely closed, that it wasn't necessary to meet in person. But we have now digitalized the process for urgent applications um, so previously, people had to go into um, an office in city chambers and sign bits of paper. That can now be done remotely by councillors. That's an efficiency for, for both the, the council officers and the councillors, which hopefully will continue. The good news was that 40 people came together to help and support each other. There were groups set up to do shopping for those of us who were shielding. There were WhatsApp groups for individual streets, allowing people to swap meals, for example, or share the produce of gardens and allotments. There were local business support groups and groups for artists and musicians as well. Murray Campbell's online Kayleys on Zoom attracted folk from all around the world. One of the aspects of this which people found most beneficial were the breakout rooms where they could meet almost one-to-one. So the breakout room's a chance for people to chat. I think that's quite important in this situation that it's not just to sit back and get 
turns. It's about the everybody connecting with each other. And breakout rooms is brilliant. For us, it's a random selection of three or four people in a room. And then I offer a subject that everybody talks about for a minute and a half individually in alphabetical order to make it kind of clear. Always a subject that is absolutely easy to talk about, like what did you have for dinner last night or what kind of exercise are you doing or talking about anything specific. And that's worked out really well. People seem to enjoy that and they come back kind of full spruced up and oh I met so and so from across the world and my dad met Cesar and my sister met somebody that she hadn't heard from for years. So the breakout rooms are a way for people to actually communicate with each other. At the moment we have 16 people that come to play but we have 80 people that attend. Portobello had a very successful socially distanced art walk. The book festival went entirely online and pre-recorded. One unexpected highlight was the starring role played by Leonie Charlton's pony who insisted on stealing the show throughout her interview. And most recently a great example of the porty community spirit came with the Window Wonderland. OK, I know, it's only November, but if you want a little festive cheer, you have to plan for it. And that's the thinking behind Window Wonderland, an idea gaining a lot of traction about lighting up the centre of Porty by creating a series of brightly lit windows displays with a winter or Christmas theme. The idea came from architect Thea Jane McMillan and has been driven forward by Jennifer Elliott of Action Porty, who explained what it was all about. Action Porty have in previous years had the panto going, have done a parade along the high street, have promoted a, a late night shopping night which was a very crowded, busy affair for the shops and we can't do any of that this year. So when I picked up on the Window Wonderland idea, it was actually shared by a friend of mine who will speak later, Thea McMillan, and I'd been aware of it from the Absent Friends project. I thought, right, this one we need to bring to Portobello. And that may be the highlight of this festive season. Within the next few days we have the winter solstice, the Viking and Celtic New Year, and then Christmas and Hogmanay. In past years there's been a great community gathering on Porty Beach around the bells, but, to paraphrase Auld Lang Syne, we'll no be able to gear hand to any trusty fear or tack a hand or theirs, but we will be able to tack a little gedwelly walked perhaps from our windows or gardens, for all Lang Syne, which is where we leave this year, with the beautiful and haunting version of Burns' New Year anthem in the version which Murray Campbell and Dave Francis have made their own. And here's a hand, my trusty fear, 
For all.